This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Dale Jr. finishes six. Mike Davis, anything you'd like to say to the people on Twitter calling you out? Uh, no, just the ones that don't know what they're talking about. That's it. The Dale Jr. download starts now. I have to say, to start this off, with Mike Hogue and Mike Davis and Dustin Lee, I, I'm Taylor Zarzer, and I'm really disappointed in what you just said just there. What well, I really am. I'm, I'm really disappointed because what you said the first time we did this, that you won't let us play, was so much better than that. I'm sorry. I want to hear the real energy from Mike Davis today. Hogue, well, you hey, were why, at- don't you, why don't you be a big ho- good host and get it out of me? I'm, oh, I will. Oh, I, will. <laughs> I did get it out of you. You wouldn't let me use it. Dustin has beeps for a reason. Yeah. Hogue, good to see you, man. Yeah, good to be back. How was New Hampshire? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you, are you aware of how fired up this boy is, yeah. Mike Davis? Well, here's a funny story. We, since we got back, Mike's on the text me, call me as soon as you get the car. Said, All right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, trying to go to Walmart. I'm, I'm on the phone with him for 20 minutes, and he was just fired up. At, it was Twitter. And no. he's – Hogue, I'm fixing my kids' uh, dinner. I hadn't seen my family in two days, and I'm talking to him, and I had to go into a different room so they could not hear <laughs> what Mike Davis was saying through my phone. I was cruising the Walmart looking for baby formula. He was. To- yeah. <laughs> he was. I, I thought about recording the conversation and putting it on DaleJr.com. <laughs> Uh, when you called on the well, cell phone yesterday. Why are you so fired up? What is the deal here? Well, let's first start with the the fact that Dale Jr. finished sixth yesterday yeah. at Loudoun, a second chase. I thought it was a good race by the 88 team, uh, one where they persevered and you know came from early pit troubles, which uh, we can get to in a second. Did you think they were points racing? Hell no, <laughs> they weren't points racing, Taylor. And, and, and th- this is the thing. <laughs> How are we going to say this? We there, have there are a few we have people. Beeps. I will say this: there are a few people that accused Dale Junior of points racing yesterday, and I took exception to that because. I, and I'm not. Wa- I'm just lobbing it, folks. I'm not. I, I am not accusing him of points racing. I'm just lobbing it for my man here. You know, I think we've gone. Uh, what, what, what is this, Dustin? Our 32nd episode this year of uh, the Dale Junior Download on Dirty Mo Radio. You can find it at DaleJr.com and on iTunes. Anyways, you. We have heard all year about Dale Jr.'s lack of aggression mm-hmm. and Dale Jr. needs to do this and, you know, right. forget points racing. And I'm not even going to argue whatever. That, that's fact. Yesterday at New Hampshire, what I saw from the 88 was not points racing and it wasn't, uh, and it, and it wasn't a passive approach. It was aggression. And, it, and, and I realized something. I learned something, that some of the fans that – think they are calling for aggression, don't know what aggression is. They wouldn't know what aggressive driving is if it hit them in the face. It, they wouldn't. Like, it's like, you know, checkers are wreckers. Mm-hmm. You, know, that, you know, the cliche yeah. term that people talk about. Yeah, that makes us all feel manly when we say it. It all makes us feel good. It's not even reality. How many people really go into a race? How many cup drivers go into a race with a checker, like, I'm going to win or wreck that approach? Not even the most aggressive drivers in the series go in with that type of mentality. Yet, we have to hear that if Dale Jr. doesn't want win the race, then he's points racing, clearly. But if you finish second or worse, he's points racing? Or if he doesn't wreck the entire field, he's not aggressive enough. I think it's time we actually define this because I'm not willing to accept it anymore. I, I saw a guy that was driving his butt off yesterday. He was... Did you see him racing Kozlowski? Did you see him racing Truex? And and you know what? He got on the receiving end of that, too. I mean, Truex went three wide there, and so it cost him positions. But if you're going to be aggressively driving, 
you got to know that your chances of success go up as your chances of failure. So you may lose positions when you aggressively drive. That's part of it. Hogue, as you can tell, this man is pumped. He's fired up because all these people on Twitter were coming after Mike yesterday. And they, and they were to me, too. I, they just make me laugh because they don't have any earthly idea what they're talking about. They're not watching the race, probably. They certainly aren't listening to him on the radio. They're not following the right people on Twitter to, to get accurate information. It's one probably because I blocked. Yeah, there you go. It's one thing if you're going to call out somebody for not being aggressive if you really have done your homework. But if you just blindly say something like that, I'm, I'm just not going to respond to you because clearly you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I, but listen, there have been times I get fired up, no matter what sport it is. Well, that's called people, being a fan. Yeah, I mean, you love it and you well, hate it. Is about this. When, when people call me out about certain things, I do get fired up. But Mike, my man over here, Davis is is very fired up because these people were calling out Junior yesterday. Quite obviously, if you watch the race, if you listen to the radio chatter, the I mean, Steve Latart probably said it three times. We're going for the win. Probably said it three times. We're going for the win. It's quite obvious you were there all weekend. Friday, they didn't have any speed. Qualifying effort, uh, they were disappointed in. Saturday, you talk about driving the wheels off the 88. It was the best. The the best car on Saturday in Loudoun, New Hampshire, was the 88. And I talked to the guys right after that final practice. They came in the holler and they said, that was our best practice we've had all year. Yeah. And they were were pumped. Everybody was pumped. The, The energy was up. Everybody was smiling. They were, you know, looking forward. Sunday, and they had one goal in mind. In my opinion, that was they're going to win. They're going to go after it. They're going to win. And clearly, that was obviously the idea, and uh, that that's why you saw such an awesome Saturday. And then Sunday, Mike, they had uh, some pit troubles early, yep. uh, loose lug nuts on the first stop. Junior, uh, had, under caution, has to go back in. He went from 14th to 35th. And like you're talking about, I mean, he is picking off car after car after car coming through that field. And Clearly, but that's not even where the fan meltdown started on Twitter. No, it was later on. Right, it was later on. They were cool with that, and it was it, Mike Davis. It was um, either he was in the second or third or the fourth row, and he is going hard after it on those restarts. He was the damn man on those restarts. You better believe he was, and especially up high. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He he picked. He would go. He restarted fourth a couple of times, and he was in second place by the time they reached turn one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, you know, you don't hear anybody sitting there con- uh, complimenting him on his restarts. It's only if there's these terrible restarts. And you know what? I'm calling him out today. I'm calling him out because you know what? Dale Jr. deserves the kudos on that, and he and 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 he deserves er- everything that people have been asking for out of him. He delivered yesterday. He did, except the win. And 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 you know another thing. Let me get, let me go off on this a, a bit. I, I love reaction theater. I love it, and I love the fans that call, and I love the fans that even call and give us grief and, and give Dale Jr. grief. But I want to be clear about something. Half of them are, you need wins. Nothing matters except wins. I am here to tell you, we know that. Okay? Let me repeat that. We know that. We agree with you. We are trying to win. In fact, there's not been a single race this year where the 88 team has not tried to win the damn race. Okay? I mean, it's a fact. Now, they haven't won a race. Doesn't mean they're not trying to win a race. And in the whole spiel about Latart that we had yesterday, about Latart's quote on ESPN, fans got to be smarter than this. They've got if you, if you hear ESPN, if you're a Dale Jr. fan, if you're Junior Nation, 
you've got to be smarter than this. You know Steve Letarte, and you know Dale Jr., and there's nothing that they've ever done, their actions, nothing that they've ever done to make you think that they would, like, mail it in. Like, sit there and say, after one chase race, sit there and say, we have no possible way of doing it. We're out. We're just going to coast. We're just going to go for wins. We're going to be – no, 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 no. I didn't even hear Latart's quote. I wasn't there when it happened. And I didn't even hear Jamie Little when she said it. I just know better. And I expect fans to know better, to be honest with you. I do, I, you if you know Dale Jr. and if you are passionate about Latart, you know that Latart is not going to sit there and mail it in. If he's and, and he clarified exactly what he said on Twitter. Did you have that pulled up? Yeah, it, oh. here, here's what he said. Yeah, our chase will be over without some wins, so we are going for trophies. These guys are racing their asses off. And, and, and you know what? I, I'm calling people out. If they don't recognize it, they, they're, they're incapable of recognizing it, then I got nothing for them. Yeah, well, it's the vocal minority, and it's, think, it's react before think. Um, you know, so it makes them entertaining, but not very smart. Uh, Hogue, I want to ask you, uh, based on what Mike Davis just said about going for wins, I want you to tell our listeners what Dale Jr. had to say after the race because you were standing right there when he was talking about, you know, I'd, after uh, Martin Truex Jr. spun out, uh, spun, spun Dale Jr. out. Truex certainly didn't mean to do that. They were three wide. Uh, but Jr. got all the way up to second after that restart. And, I mean, he was about to get on Ken's bumper. And we look, it looked like he might have had something for the 20 there. Uh, but then, he, but then he, he's three wide, and he gets pushed back to about eighth or ninth. He, he climbs back to fifth. He ends up finishing sixth. He's talking about how he used up his rear tires. But then after that, he looks directly in the camera. He says, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. Clearly, you're around this guy all the time. It's, it's obvious that that's what they want each week. Right. I think, like you said, when he looks in the camera and said that, I mean, you can tell the passion is there, the drive to win is there. But, and in my opinion, honestly, I thought there was going to be another caution within those final right. 20 laps. And that would have been huge. And I think that would have really helped Dale to to pass Kenseth. But, you know, I don't know if that that last stop that they needed a little more. I know Latart had said maybe if they had a little more drive off mm-hmm. in that last run, they would have been better. But, I mean, he could not have wielded any more harder than he, what he was. So, you know, everybody, he was happy. Everyone was was pleased with where they finished. But obviously, end of the day, they, they wanted to be up front. And they just, if they would have had another caution, they would have had that chance to, to get around Kenseth. But you know, Mike Davis, I know that you're pumped. I know that you are fired up today. You're ready to call people out, and I understand that. But I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. All right. I can guarantee you something. If Dale Earnhardt Jr. and that 88 team prepare the entire weekend like they did this past weekend, they drive the way that they drove this past weekend, they will win a race or races in this chase. Yeah. If they have the kind of weekend they had in Loudoun, New Hampshire, they will win a race or races in the chase. Okay, can I add something to that? Sure. If they race the way they did yesterday and still don't win, as a fan, I still don't think I can ask any more of them, that being their 100% effort to win that race. And from everything I saw from Latart's pit calls yesterday to Junior's driving yesterday, they were letting it all hang out. As a fan, it's all I can ask of them. To your point about the effort, Hogue, as a fan, all you want from your driver is them leaving everything out there on the track. You, you always get climbing the car 
with TJ and Junior after the race is over and, um, and, and you guys head to the plane. Did, did they feel like that when it was over with? Man, we left everything out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yep. Mood was great. You know, they, they briefly talk about, you know, TJ t- tells his thoughts, Dale tells his thoughts, and then we, you know, we get to the airport and check fantasy football. But, yeah. um, no, I mean, they thought they put it all out there. Just, again, I think if we would have had another late caution, it would the outcome would have been a little different. But everyone, I'm telling you, was, mm. was in a great mood. I mean, they knew they – they put it all out there, like you said, and there was nothing else that could have happened. You know, Mike, you were talking about how hard Dale Jr. was racing people yesterday, and you gave a couple of uh, examples. Martin Trix Jr. was one of them. I just want to say, final thing, the, the thing that I appreciated most from Dale Jr. yesterday was how hard he raced Jimmy Johnson, and I love Jimmy Johnson. I mean, I know a lot of people on here that listen are like, Taylor, I blame JJ, right. all this stuff. I'm – I, I admire the hell out of Jimmy right. Johnson. And I and I can tell you, you know, Jimmy and Junior are very close. But a lot of people get really upset when those two are near each other on the track and the 48 goes by the, by the 88. The 88 raced his ass off yesterday, particularly when he was near the 48 on a restart. He gave up nothing. That's right. It's a great observation. Great observation. In fact, you, if you look at the 48, the 2, and the 56 – you could make the case that those are Junior's three closest friends. In other words, yeah. the three people that you would expect him to race the hardest. And you know what? He's, he practically spun Kozlowski out. Um, uh, him and Truex had a couple altercations. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I have no ill will towards Truex. It was just good racing. It was racing. just racing, yeah. It was just racing. It was yep. fine. <clears throat> but you know what? They traded paint. They, you know, Truex took the bad end of that one time. Junior took the bad end of it another time. It was good racing. I enjoyed watching Junior go in there and mix it up, sparring with him. Awesome. I love the passion. It's Junior Nation's favorite snack. It's Dale Junior potato chips. If you haven't had them, do yourself a favor. Go to DaleJuniorFoods.com. Find out where you can buy them or place an order online. You will not regret it. That's Dale Junior potato chips at DaleJRFoods.com. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. Jenna Fryer, Associated Press NASCAR reporter, joins us now. Jenna, uh, a couple things to talk to you about. First and foremost, obviously Dale Jr. got off to a bad start in the first race in the chase, but um, had a much better um, finish in his second race there, but is 61 points back after all of Matt Kenza's success. Is that too steep of a mountain to climb out of? Yeah, if Matt Kenza keeps thinking up the chase, it is. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, more concerning than what Matt Kenseth is doing is that Kyle is, is sticking with Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, and that Jimmy Johnson is not showing any signs of letting up either. Uh, you know, and then the rest of the group is, is just kind of hanging on for dear life, I figure. Um, you've got Dale Jr. had a bad race at Chicago. Uh, Casey Kane's had two bad races. Clint's not really done anything, and, and that that's not surprising considering the mess he went into Chicago with, but is surprising considering he's been consistent. But I, I'd say those, those top three at the front of the chase, the way they performed the first two weeks, guys like Dale Jr., you know, you only everybody has said from the beginning of the chase, you only get one mulligan. And the way that those front three have performed, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if one mulligan is going to be allowed. That's good. Um, if, if they continue at that pace, everybody else is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, but you're not already crowning Kenseth this champion, are you? I no, mean, because no, some no, people no. are. Uh-uh. I mean, 
You absolutely can. He's won two races, and he can't take his teammate loose. Right. You know, I mean, he's won two races, and what's his lead? Six or eight points. I mean, he can't get his teammate off of his off of his butt. And then Jimmy Johnson's breathing right down their neck. So, you know, number one, there's that. Number two, Joe Gibbs Racing has consistently shown that they cannot perform over the, the length of, of a 10-race chase. I mean, they did with Tony in uh, 05, but that was a long time ago. They have not done, done it with Toyota. Toyota has not shown that it can perform in a chase. And, you know, Jimmy Johnson, um, he has not won a chase race yet because Joe's Racing has sunk this, this, the first two rounds up. But, uh, you know, Jimmy's not out of this. And, you know, and, and there's other guys who are not out of it. I just think that those front three are going to be tough to get past. Yeah, and, I mean, you think about uh, what, what you said about Kenseth. Yeah, I would agree it's not over because he's won all these races this year, but when he's had a bad finish, he's had a, a DNF. Right. You know, so, you know, he gets one of those, and all of a sudden it's a it's a brand-new ball game. And so Kenseth, Kyle Busch, and Jimmy Johnson certainly have separated themselves. Okay, you've you're, used the turn stink it up a couple of times so far, and I agree with you. You know, Matt Kenseth goes out there and come on, where you want we we were looking for all this drama and Kenseth goes out there and um is just a phenomenal wheelman through these first two races. How much do you think the sport needs some big time drama in Dover? Well, it all depends on how you define drama, I suppose. And you gotta throw Chicago out the out the window because yeah. <laughs> every stunk and, and and it stunk because of the rain. You know, you had two rain delays that, that lasted a total over six hours, so that race doesn't count. Um, was New Hampshire a great race? Not particularly, but I, I, I don't necessarily know that it was because Kenseth and, and Kyle were the two cars up front. Um, I thought it was interesting that Truex was up there for a while. I think that that's probably NASCAR's nightmare to see, um, to see Truex win a race. Uh, you know... I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that, the, that it's been a, that it was a great race. You know, I don't know that Dover is going to be a great race. So I guess it depends on what you define as drama. Um, Kansas traditionally is a great dramatic race in the chase. Things get all kinds of crazy. The, the standings get jumbled. There's lots of action. Usually things are going one way. Uh, up until the halfway point, and then the whole standings will flip for whatever reason. And, you know, uh, sometimes it'll be because of a crash. Sometimes there'll be some sort of crazy, you know, action that'll happen. Sometimes Rick Hendrick will say that Dale Jr. has been medically cleared to race, and he hasn't been, you know. And then, and then Rick Hendrick will have to come in the race, into the media center in the middle of, a, of, a, of the race and have a, have a press conference. So Kansas, you know, we know it is right around the corner. And that may be where the chase turns. We just got to get through this next week or something. Um, I, it all depends on what you define drama. Let me ask you this. Now, uh, a lot of people are talking about Casey Kane's interview. Did you see it, by the way? <laughs> I did. It, well, in, in all seriousness, and this isn't a joke, like, what did you make of it? Is it just, it, was it a noise factor? Like, what did you make okay. of it? I mean, listen, I did not say it on Holiday Inn Express last night. So <laughs> I'm not the smartest person on this call. I don't know, and I don't know when we started diagnosing concussions based on television right. interviews or the Twitter. Uh, you know, I listen, I watch 
Casey Kane live in the room do his banquet speech last year. And I said, oh, poor Casey. I really feel like we'd be better off if he just took his shirt off and stood silently <laughs> smiling for a few minutes. <laughs> because, you know, public speaking is not his strongest suit. <laughs> right. And um, I feel like two bad races to start the chase. He was running, if I'm not mistaken, he was running eight late in the race. He needed a good finish. He was angry that he was not going to get a good finish to, to, for, at the end of his day. He came out of the care center angry. He was asked what happened. He said he didn't know. He was then asked, did the car come around on you after he just said he didn't know what happened? And I, I, I believe that's just a fancy way of asking what happened. So yeah. he said, I don't know. And then the third question was something of the effect of, can you get back in the car? And by that time, the cars are going back around. You guys know. It gets loud when they feel goes back green. He said, I can't hear you. Right. I think, I think he was annoyed. He was angry at his finish. I, I think he was, he did go and get back in the car yeah. and get back out there. So he may have been in a hurry to get back over there and right. see what they could salvage. I, I just think that it was, a, it was an accumulation of being angry, of, of wanting to get out of there, of being asked the same question twice in a row. And I just want to go. I do not think he had a concussion. I do not think he was dazed. You know, you guys being on the other side of it will say, well, we didn't think Dale Jr. had a concussion leaving the Kansas desk. Um, You know, I I don't think we can diagnose him as dazed or confused by that interview. I just think he was in a bad mood. Yeah, Yeah. well said, and I think think you're right about that. Jenna Fryer, Associated Press NASCAR reporter, telling us everything we need to know about what's going on with the chase. Thank you, Jenna. You got it. Speed Dial. Eddie Gossage is the president of Texas Motor Speedway and, and honestly just an all-around great guy. It's a privilege to have him on Dirty Mo' Radio. Eddie, you're the first track president I think we've ever had on Dirty Mo' Radio, so I think that sort of makes you part of Junior Nation. Are you okay with that? Uh, oh, I've long been a part of Junior okay. Nation. I've always kind of fancied myself as the, kind of a satellite member of the Dirty Mo' Posse, except that <laughs> your Junior knows me. But, it, you know, no. Well, you, I, I'm glad to be here, man. You know, if you're a member of Dirty Mo Posse, they, they, uh, it was about five or six years ago they branded uh, DMP into their arm. Is that something you're going to do? I'm, I'm up with that. Yeah. Okay, if, okay. If Junior makes you part of the Dirty Mo Posse, I'm in. All right, we'll get the brand ready. Okay. Uh, so, listen, I, I want all the Junior fans to kind of stop what they're doing and listen to this, because uh, especially the Junior fans out in Texas, because there's a lot of them out there. That Dale Jr. is coming to town in two weeks. It's a whole month before the Texas race weekend, and he's coming to the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a special event. It's why we have Eddie on right now. Eddie, can you tell us about it? Oh, yeah, you bet. We're going to have a barbecue pit stop with Dale Jr., and uh, it's going to be on October 3rd, and everybody around here knows about Hard 8 Barbecue. Uh, you, you know, if you say Hard 8, people just kind of start just grueling yeah. and, and – uh, it, it's good stuff, but Hard Eight Barbecue in Roanoke, and people can come out. You know, Junior is, loves to barbecue and loves learning about how to do different things with different rubs and different things with the smoking and different kinds of flavored wood and things like that. And so uh, he's going to be at uh, uh, benefiting Speedway Children's Charities here in Texas. People can come out and uh, have dinner with Junior, uh, brisket, sausage, potato salad, you know, all those good things, banana pudding. Um, then we're going to, Dale and I will do a, a, a Q&A 
Stardate Barbecue, uh, Chad Decker. He's gonna he's gonna get with Junior, and they're gonna uh, do a little uh, you know demonstration together, that kind of thing. But what's really cool, like I said, everybody gets to have uh, dinner with uh, with uh, you know at, at that evening. But uh, eight members uh, will be able to join Dale at his table and have dinner with him and shoot the breeze with him and, and that kind of thing. And like I said, it all benefits the Speedway Children's Charity. So it's a cool deal that Dell's doing for So, us. So, I mean, it's dinner with Junior. And even if you're not at his table, I mean, a hard eight, it's not like it's a big ballroom. It's a pretty intimate, uh, you know, gathering of people. So it's pretty much a first-come, first-served basis. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a typical barbecue uh, joint uh, with, with tables and benches right. and all that kind of stuff. Nothing fancy and, and nothing too big. And then uh, eight folks have a chance to uh, bid in an auction to uh, get an upgrade and sit at Junior's table for dinner and, like I said, enjoy barbecue and just talk and shoot the breeze and that kind of thing. And then we're also going to have a live auction, uh, things like, uh, you know, an honorary pit crew member for uh, Dale's team at the Triple A Texas 500, which is November 3rd, and uh, I think Goodyear Tire from uh, Junior's car, and uh, yeah. a parade lap with him, uh, autograph racing shoes, just all kinds of cool stuff that if you're a Junior fan, you're going to dig it all. And again, this is next Thursday, October 3rd, uh, at the Heart 8 Barbecue, and you're so right about the Heart 8 Barbecue, because like the, the, my, my buddies that are Texans and that are from that area, when I mention Hard Eight, I mean it's like the Texas version of Candy Crush. They're addicted to the place. Like if you really want to get to the heart of a Texan, you just mention Hard Eight Barbecue, and they know what you're talking about. You're talking on their level. It's emotional, and 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 it's supposedly the best. Is it the best, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, it's strong. I'm telling you. And here's what's different about uh, barbecue joints here in, in in Texas versus other parts of the country. This one, Hard Eight, you walk in there and they give you a tray. And the first thing you do is you walk up to this big giant smoker and they open it up and uh, you tell them you want some uh, uh, brisket or you want some sausage or chicken or whatever. And they just start slicing there and say, you know, tell me when. And when, <laughs> when you've got enough, then they'll weigh it and put it on your tray and uh, you're off to get your sides and stuff like that. So, uh, it, you know, you can try. That's what's cool about hard eight. You can have a little brisket, a little sausage. Uh, you can have some shrimp kebabs, things like that. You can try a bunch of different things. So uh, it's just, it's just, it really is great, great, great Texas barbecue. And Junior will learn a lot too, I think. So Eddie, let me ask you about your Texas race because it is such a pivotal spot on the schedule. It's race eight of ten. You know, and the the truth is, is that while Kenseth is off to a hot start. There's still a lot of racing left right now. There's, you know, you got Talladega coming up. You got some big wild card races. But come Texas, race eight of ten, this is kind of make or break time if you're going to contend for the title. Yeah, that's what history's shown us. And uh, I can tell you, two years ago, uh, great, great battle for the championship between Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart, and they came here and they raced hard, hard, hard all afternoon, all evening long, because it goes into the, the night, under the light. And uh, Tony finished first, and Carl finished second. And when Tony got out of the car in victory lane, he leaned over to me and said, we just won the championship. And I looked at him, he said, we just broke them. We, they, they can't compete with us, and they know it. We went head against head, and, and we pulled this thing out, and they, they know they're, they can't beat us. So, uh, you know, it's probably going to be the one where you, after this, uh, you're going to know it's, it's down to just to select you, and you may know who's who really does have the momentum and who's going to win it. So, um, 
lot of fun. This is the track Junior won his first nationwide race, the track right. where he won his first cup race. So, uh, you know, we got history with, with Junior, and uh, we look forward to him coming back and bringing the Junior Nation with him, too. And hopefully, uh, you know, Junior's got a big mountain to climb in the chase uh, after his Chicago race and the, and the engine uh, failure there. Uh, but he had a good race yesterday, and hopefully we can kind of continue that momentum. And when we come to Texas for the race, not the brisket, uh, the, uh, we're, we're one of those uh, drivers in contention. Eddie, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everything Texas Motor Speedway does. And by the way, if you want ticket, if you want information about this event that Junior's doing next Thursday, or if you want tickets to the race uh, weekend, uh, TexasMotorSpeedway.com. Is that correct, Eddie? That's the place to go. And, and people that buy uh, tickets, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a, a AAA Texas 500 four pack uh, starts at 121 bucks for adults. You get all four event days here uh, during that uh, race weekend. Uh, between now and September 30th, we're going to pull uh, somebody's name out of the hat, and they're going to win two seats to uh, uh, barbecue pit stop with Dale Jr. over at the Hard Eight. So awesome. get your four-pack today, but TexasWaterSpeedway.com to get all the details. We will see you next Thursday, Eddie. We're looking forward to it, buddy. Bring your appetite. All right. I know that you were pumped earlier, Mike. You were fired up. Fired up at the Twitter people. Are we going to hear some people that are going to make you angry on Reaction Theater? No, I got nothing but love. Nothing but love for Reaction Theater people? Got, yeah, if they call on our uh, Dirty Mo Radio hotlines, I got nothing but love. All right, let's hear them. Hey, Dale Jr., good race today. That's what the fans want to see right there. Good, hard, aggressive driving. And when you drove up there a second, that was awesome. No, you just didn't have the car today to keep it, but uh, good job. Keep it up. Hell yeah. You know what? I, I, I looked up a stat. You know, he led 17 laps uh, yesterday. That was the first time he's led laps at New Hampshire since guess when? Taylor, take a guess. 1994. No, uh, 2006. 2010. Oh. Tony Uri Jr., crew chief. Okay. 2010. Yeah. Uh, that's it's wild. I just heard Joe Diffie, or uh, Jason Aldean, 1994 on the way here. <laughs> Next. Throw the dog in the truck, boy. I just is over. Ain't nobody gonna beat this 20 team with eight to go. Hate to say it, everybody else is fighting for second place. Eight races, that's two months. Why, why are we even showing up at the track? <laughs> Next. Did Dale Jr. win? No. Did he run alright? Yeah. Does it matter anymore? No. Because this is Matt Kansas' championship to win and we're all just watching it and accepting it. <laughs> but with that said, I say every time he wins, that's permission for you guys to go steal all the beer you need to off his airplane while he's having all his fun in victory lane. Dale, yeah. So you don't point. you don't agree with all of his points? I do agree with the beer. The beer part. Yeah, I think we have uh, you know full access to the plane, right, Hogue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that is that is true. And if you missed it earlier this year, yeah, <laughs> some beer was stolen. Uh, it, was, no, it was borrowed. Borrowed. I thought it was borrowed. Borrowed. Consumed. Uh, yeah. Go back to. Uh, uh, We'll go listen to all 31 of the <laughs> other right. pod of the episode. Sonoma. And you'll know exactly you'll what we're talking about. You'll eventually hear the story. Yeah. Sonoma. <laughs> Next. Can you all explain how to add to NASCAR or to me like I'm the big dummy? I just fail to understand the logic. How in the world Dale Jr. finishes 29 positions better than last week? How in the world can he lose nine points to the leader? I do not understand that. And he led a lap. What the hell? Go ahead, Mike. 
Taylor, you're going to need to take this. Oh, okay, I'll take this one. All right. I, 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 I got I, So um, So what, what happens here is um, <laughs> the person that's leading the chase, uh, he finished ahead of Dale Jr. on the track. He won the race five <laughs> positions ahead. Dale Jr. also gets some bonus points for winning the race. You add all that together, you lose some more points when you finish behind the dude that had the lead going in. Well said. Pretty simple, isn't <laughs> That's it? That's it. Yep. And I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Adding. Next. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to listen to probably a bunch of calls of you all upset at Martin Truex for getting into junior. And You know, I understand that, but uh, a lot of you all are Dale Senior fans of the past, and it ain't nothing his daddy would have done. It's a racing deal. He put the fender to him. Junior did a good job saving it and, uh, you know, recovered. I mean, you all need to just relax. You think everything bad that happens, somebody else's fault and it's just not a racing deal i mean it's not that big a deal man he'll recover he'll be all right i totally agree with that totally. completely completely well agree with that and um th- this has nothing to do this is a te- totally separate issue but um man i am really thinking about martin truex right now i mean i, I hope yeah. this guy is gets everything he deserves in yeah. terms of sponsors or wherever he's driving in 2014 because uh these last couple of weeks can you imagine what this well, boy's been through. Yeah, fortunately, deer season's coming in. And, yeah. it, and if there's any good therapeutic medicine for him, it'll be getting out in the woods. So he'll be all right. But, yeah, I agree with you. I, I certainly hope it all works out for him. Next. I know Junior finished six a day, which is an improvement. But please don't sugarcoat it. Points are for <laughs> Go for broke and let Dale Junior chips fall where they may. Thanks. Dale Junior potato chips fall where they may. <laughs> well, you got to vacuum that up. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Let's face it, sixth place ain't gonna win you a championship. You guys need to go to the race every single week with the mentality that you're gonna rip the competitor's head off and down their neck. Get your heads out of your asses. Go up there. Look at all these other competitors. Don't smile at them. Don't talk to them. Do your media obligations and whatnot. Smile, sign your autographs. But when you go there and get the car, you get pissed. You kick their asses. Let them sort out all the other when it's over. What if uh, what if Junior had a 12-gauge in the car with him? Do you think that would help? Yeah. I mean, I think some of these people want him to have, you know, assault rifles in the vehicle with him. Well, you know what, Hogue? This is where you come in. Now, if, if this guy's – if his strategy's right, the person that can get him pissed off and not talking to anybody around him and not smiling, you hold yeah, the keys to that. That's my fault. That's true. So that's why don't true. you do something? Make his Sharpies dried out. That's why I changed my fantasy name to Blame It On Hogue. Yeah, this is – No, no, this and is – no, no, I like really, this. I, you are the one that can make him more pissed off than anybody that's true. else. That's true. And you can set that tone. <laughs> now, I mean, if this guy's strategy's right, yeah. All right. what are you going to do? For the Sharp, team, Hope. Don't, ha, don't even have Sharpies. That's right. Don't even nice. bring no Sharpies in Dover. <laughs> no he's Sharpies. He's ready to sign autographs. You said, hey. man, I left the pins at home today. Hey, tell him the wrong practice time. Like, he's so late when yeah. he gets to practice. <laughs> oh, like, so he has he, to run. Yeah, make him run. Yeah. 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 Hey, tell him it's a do race, and, and so he's wearing the wrong fire suit. Yeah. I, I like my job. I don't want to lose <laughs> it. I mean. You won't lose it, I promise. Yeah, but you're going to fire him up. I, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. This and, is a good idea. And you should be willing to lose your job if it means to help Dell Jr. win, just so you know. Give him the wrong fire suit. <laughs> <laughs> or shrink it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> we washed and dried your fire suit, man. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, three of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. 
I'm no math major, but how do you run six and leave the track, you know, more points behind than you were when you got to the track? Doesn't make any sense. NASCAR, come on. Make your point system better. Come on, NASCAR. So the guy that led the points going in <laughs> won the race, period. Kyle Busch finished second again, lost points. We should assign homework assignments on Dirty Mo Radio. Yeah. What do you think? I think we like, should. Sick. I don't know how people don't understand that. Yeah. The guy that led the points going into the race won the race. Won the race. Therefore, <laughs> he got more points yeah. right. than anybody else. I don't, I don't it's simple. Inclu- including I don't, six plays. I'm from Alabama. Right. I completely understand it. Me and you should be most confused by this, but we're, yet we're not. Next. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Look, I have no problem being mad with Steve Letard when I think he's not done the best that he could possibly do. I want to tell you something. Today, uh-uh, I'm backing Steve 100%. Great calls. Great way to work on the fly. I love the aggressive moves. I love the great calls. That's what championship teams do. They rebound, they strike, they attack. We need to keep this up, baby. I love it. I don't care that we only got six. I love the way we are racing today. We were going for it. And, uh, Davis, would you do me a favor and call Casey and make sure he's okay? That boy didn't sound right. All right, man. Good stuff again uh, this week. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902. Leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. Don't forget, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips. Crispy Original, Zesty Jalapeno, my favorite, Creole and Green Onion, and Carolina Barbecue. My favorite. Go to DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. All right. Well, Dale Jr. has a busy week, as Hogue can uh, attest here. It starts tomorrow as Jr. and Kevin Harvick entertain fans inside the High Octane Theater at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. It's part of their Chase Media obligations. It starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can go to nascarhall.com for ticket information. Now, on Wednesday, Jr. has some competition-related obligations, and then on Thursday, he's appearing at the North Dorchester High School in Herlock, Maryland, on behalf of the National Guard. These appearances are always a lot of fun. Junior Junior definitely enjoys them. Now, as Eddie Gossage mentioned earlier in the show, you can purchase tickets to the Barbecue Pit Stop with Dale Jr. at TexasMotorSpeedway.com. That event is next Thursday, October 3rd, at the Hard 8 Pit Barbecue in Roanoke, Texas. Both the Nationwide Series and Sprint Cup Series are racing at Dover this weekend. The Nationwide race is Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. The Cup race is Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. And finally, happy birthday to our boy, Regan Smith, driver the number seven for Junior Motorsports. I don't know how old he is, but it's one year older than he was last year. That's it, Taylor. Happy birthday to my sister as well. Uh, we thank Jenna Fryer, Eddie Gossage uh, for being on the program. Also thank Dustin Lee for all his hard work. For Mike Hogue, appreciate you, my friend. Yes, sir. Mike Davis, any final words for your fans on Twitter? Hey, get them, boys. Let's go. I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Junior Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.